0: Week 11 is here, and the countdown to the fantasy playoffs is down to three weeks. Now, a lot's happened over the last few days that has even casual NFL fans scratching their heads, so you can imagine how things are going for the fantasy owners of the world. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's time to sit down, listen in, and run up the score. (laughs) You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up The Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Hola. And Tom. Anything?
1: Hey, everybody. Right, wow. I was
0: nervous. I, I could still see you, but it felt like you weren't here until you yeah. said that. You certainly wasn't here mentally. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> I was aware of what I was doing. Yeah.
0: Speaking of not there, uh, we've got a, a, a big day of updates, actually, just dropped um, on this Sunny Wednesday in the heart of New Jersey, but uh, but it's getting chilly and it's getting a damn near time for you to get your playoff roster together. Yeah, Uh, so we're hopefully going to be helping you with that. We've got uh, some really interesting plum picks and shut it downs for this week. I'm excited to get into the uh, I'm excited to get into it. So let's get into it with uh, let's do shut it downs first. Brought to you by John Taffer and Bar Rescue. There's a horse in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's my favorite episode of Bar that Rescue. A
1: ridiculous! <laughs> There's a chance that's so loud. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll see. That's all I can think of. We'll check
0: it in post. Um, so let's go with our shut it down quarterbacks. And uh, Scott, we're starting with a familiar name, and it's important that we get him out there because he plays tonight. Right, yeah, it is Big Ben, our T.Y. Hilton of quarterbacks, because he's always on one side or the other. We either love him or hate him. And I hate him this week, actually, for a pretty interesting reason. Um, Pittsburgh loses their defensive coordinator uh, last year, Dick LeBeau. And uh, where's he at now, boys? Oh, no. That's right. Yeah, he's coordinating the Tennessee wow. Titans. Wow. Yeah. So I think it's a very interesting situation where Ben can easily, in a home game, Ben can easily still struggle because LeBeau knows these guys better than anyone. He was at the, he was at Pittsburgh for so long. It's kind of a dick low blow <laughs> that the <laughs> Titans picked him up. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. So, I, you know, I just don't really expect a ton for Big Ben because I, I kind of think Dick LeBeau really – should have them figured out. Yeah, absolutely. You know Who, who are you going to know better than the guy you saw in practice? And the Steelers haven't every scored. Every year for the last five the years. The Steelers still haven't scored 30 points in a game yet. The yeah. Titans like to play in the 20s, so I kind of expect that to Short continue. week, Le'Veon Bell coming off another 30-touch week. He's going to be, I think, a little slow on the get-up. Um, it makes the Steelers a very interesting week 12 play because of the long rest that they're going to get, right. but I don't know that it it makes them all that enticing in week 11, so I like it. Tom?
1: I am going to shut down Matthew Stafford,
0: friend of the program,
1: <laughs> versus the Bears at home, as in the Bears are home, where they have been pretty good. I know Brett Hundley's performance and the Packers and all that. They they give you a little Slightly bit of encouragement, but the details are in line with them being very good at home. They stopped good def- or good offenses before, yep. and I expect them to do it again. In a game where these teams see each other all the time. Yeah. And not that the Packers don't see each other all the time, but they didn't know exactly what they were getting with the Packers and Brett Hundley and right. the mixed match of running backs and the. The Lions haven't changed. Is Jordy doing this? The Lions are the same exact thing as they have been. The playbook is the same. Yeah. Amir Abdul has been all right, but. I don't think that that sets them apart so that they can open up the passing game and go crazy. I know if you have Golden Tate, you're a little bit worried. I know if you have Marvin Jones, you're definitely not excited from last week. Yeah. So you put that together, and what do you get? I'm yeah. not too excited about that. Yeah, the Matthew Bears' Stafford.
0: D-backs have been, you know, trending down a little bit. They're not as dominant as they have been over the past couple weeks, but I agree with you. It's just like a that familiarity thing, and... Uh, I agree. You know, I got I have cousins who has a tough matchup in Stafford in the league. What do you guys think? Cousins. I think they're more he's going to have to throw the ball more against the Saints than Stafford may have to against the Bears. Um but you know, the Lions I mean they barely beat the Browns. Yeah. You know, the Browns had a 10-point lead or more at two different points in that game against the Lions last week and You know, like we said, you know the Lions have a big showdown coming up against Minnesota in Week 12. Maybe they're just trying to kind of not show as much so that they can be ready and kind of hopefully shock the Vikings and maybe start to stake their claim in the NFC North. But you know, they still got to get through the Bears, and the Bears have proven that if you don't take them seriously, they can be—they're going to beat you. You know, just ask Pittsburgh. Just ask Baltimore.
1: Well, I mean, you see, and they
0: almost—I think they almost beat Carolina. Or did they? They beat Carolina. They beat Carolina. Eddie and they Jackson got, beat Carolina. That's right. And then they almost. And then they almost got uh, Atlanta week one. Right.
1: What I was gonna say is you even see Isaiah Crowell showing up versus the Lions. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you get Jordan Howard on the other side of the ball. You get a team who's gonna try to run the clock and and drain you out. And if the Browns can do that to a degree, then the Bears can do that to them yeah. as well. And yeah. don't forget
0: to Cohen. Never mind. Never mind. He's yeah. done. Um, Sad. I'm shutting down Dak Prescott. Uh, this is before. The news broke that Ezekiel Elliott will accept his suspension. He dropped his appeal Wednesday afternoon. The suspension will be served. He'll come back Christmas Eve against the Seahawks. Tom, He's stop out. crying.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not crying too terribly because this it stops my worst fear in that cuz I'll be keeping Zeke. Right. Where I drafted him. Yeah. So now I know that I'm free and clear next year. With a great value on Zeke. That's so, right,
0: Zeke owners. Look on the bright side. There's true. always next year. Very true. If um, you <laughs> play keepers. And if not. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> sucks to suck.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not shutting him down even really for the Zeke news. I'm shutting him down because of Tyron Smith's absence. He's probably right. going to be out on Monday night against the Eagles. The Eagles' front seven has been dominant. Yeah. Atlanta's front seven hadn't been dominant. And then Adrian Claiborne happened against the cowboys without tyron smith so i'm off of dak prescott i'm not starting him anywhere i have him this week i agree with you and i think that uh we can can't transition it into my shut it down running back which is alfred morris yep and it's and the reason i say we can transition it is because it's for the same exact reason the eagles front seven has been just dominant this year yep. and alfred morris offers you know basically nothing in the past game just want to read off a quick stat for you um To the running back position, Philly is allowing 43 rushing yards a game so far. Just unbelievably good. And with the line like that, no way, Alfred Morris. I'm gluing him to the bench. Yeah,
1: he didn't impress in his chance last week either.
0: No. um, Let's stick with the teams who have uh, news surrounding them today. Another news news bite that came out uh, early Wednesday morning. Nathan Peterman is going to be the starting quarterback for the Bills. Tyrod Taylor going to the bench. For God knows what reason, Um, because of that, I am shutting down Shady McCoy. Tom and I were talking about this. Um, He'll get a higher quantity of carries probably with Peterman in. But I don't think Shady is going to have the quality of open space that he was getting with the Tyrod Reed options that he was able to exploit while Tyrod was the starting quarterback. So because of that, I'm a little weary of Shady. Listen, you got to roll Shady out if you have got him in season long, but he is untouchable at his current price in daily yeah he's he's priced very high um i'm not personally so you know torn about the move i actually think that peterman might come in and, and kind of do well um you know tyrod i was actually growing on him too which things because i was so down on him leading up to this year and he really he really has impressed he did impress me but i think the bills realized like they looked ahead at their schedule and they're like all right we're not keeping tyrod next year we're not making the playoffs this year so like what are we doing let's just cut him and and kind of move on. I, they didn't cut him yet, but I mean they right. will
1: because they they're, they're going to owe him a lot of money. Something like the third day of the season they owe him a few million dollars. So they're not He'll be gonna, long gone before yeah, that. Right, well, that's sure. the point. So like they're not going to pick up that option. He's going to be a free agent 100%. Yeah. And I agree
0: with you that it's the it's that price point for um, you know, daily fantasy that makes shady just, you know, he's way too risky this week, but you know, if you're in a full PPR league, he'll bail you out. I was of, just yeah. going to
1: say in full PPR if you're thinking at least DraftKings era or realm of things, right? He could get in a exorbitant amount of checkdowns, mm-hmm. which would keep him well afloat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, let's move to your running
1: back. I'm gonna shut down Joe Mixon. Um, he's playing the Broncos at home. The Broncos haven't been like very impressive lately, no. but they've stopped quality running backs before. And I expect them to do that again because Joe Mixon has not been playing like a quality running back. Right. They haven't been able to get the running game off the ground. They haven't been impressive in the past. And we know that the Broncos are decent enough against that. You don't think the Bengals on the road can, you know, topple this matchup. Granted, you know, if you got Brock Osweiler over there, the Broncos are in a yeah, it's gonna be it could very well be super ugly. Yeah, but I don't see the scales tipping in the the Bengals favor in way of Joe Mixon.
0: Right, agreed. I mean
1: he's had great matchups leading up and he's done nothing. So so, I don't see yeah. where you get the encouragement for no, this week. It Not would be
0: a, such an anomaly <laughs> if he went out there and had a good game. So it probably means he will. Yeah. I'd be happy. <laughs> I
1: have him. You know, he'd be on my bench, right? But I'd be happy that he finally broke out. Yeah. But like, I just don't see this as the week. No, yeah, I don't. I, mean, I either. don't either. And where yeah. I
0: have Mixon, I'm benching him. Let's move to wide receivers. Tom will stay with you for an update on a Los Angeles receiver.
1: Yeah, Sammy Watkins. He's had a couple good weeks, so he's kind of encouraging, but. I wouldn't play him this week. I mean, obviously you're going up against the Minnesota Vikings and you know what that means for him, unless Xavier Rhodes really decides to get some respect over to Robert Woods. But I think the the true burner here, the true insane talent guy is Sammy Watkins. They just need to be aware of Robert Woods. Right. People like are giving him no credit whatsoever, yeah, yeah. which is like a dangerous thing to do clearly yeah but um i know sammy Watkins has been encouraging i'm just saying that i wouldn't go ahead and play him this week so speaking can, of which
0: scott yeah so who's to your shutdown receiver to continue the trend here um apparently i'm playing well off of your guys shut it down i'm shutting down robert woods um i personally believe that there isn't much of a reason for the vikings to put xavier rhodes on sammy Watkins because the only thing he does in this offense is go deep Robert Woods does a, you know, a myriad of things and he works in this slot and that that's not a problem for Rhodes cuz he'll he'll shadow anywhere but I also think that Trey Waynes is a good corner for the Vikings that can give him problems as well and I think generally this game is not going to be this like Rams just firing balls all over the field like they have been so is Robert Woods going to catch another two touchdowns I I just don't see it happening I think that he returns to that like baseline value that he's been giving you maybe four or five catches 60 yards nothing more i the think it's that, oh, the,
1: the thing that worries me with sammy Watkins, additionally is like even the game where even where he was my plum pick last and he scored on like a 60 yard bomb he had one catch yeah. only
0: catch and last so it's week like, he caught a touchdown too but he had two catches in a row and i think those were his only two catches of the week. so
1: that's what i'm saying like he has the 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 floor of nothing yeah he has no floor at yeah. all And given in a tough matchup, and there's no like definitive news like Xavier Rhodes is going to be on X. Right. You know, so for me, there's no reason to play him. His
0: floor is quicksand. Rhodes looms that fear over any receiver that goes like you know on the outside.
1: I'll I'll shut down two people for Rhodes. Yeah, he deserves it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um,
0: all of what you guys are saying has added up to one thing in my head.
1: Cooper Cup. It's a week
0: for Moscow Mules. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought last week. He Drinks on down. us if he scores. Uh, I'm going with Larry Fitzgerald. I'd like to wait a week on the Blaine Gabbert experiment in in Arizona. Uh, it came out that he's going to be starting over Drew Stanton. Could yep. just be this week. Could be this week and the next week. You know, could be pretty much anything at this point with Arizona. We really don't know what's going to happen with them. And because of that uncertainty, if I have Larry Fitzgerald, and listen what's informing me here is the only league i have larry fitzgerald in is a standard scoring league ppr leagues have ppr leagues he's definitely still trustable as your flex because you know they're going to try to get on the ball yeah but i just don't see a lot of scoring opportunities with blaine gabbert because we haven't seen any team that started blaine gabbert get a lot of scoring opportunities he's never thrown to a larry fitzgerald before but i agree with you you know he's never really had much success um I have to roll Larry out in a league. I in, in one of my leagues, um, I have Devin Funches and Robbie Anderson, so they're both on by. So I'm going. I have to go with Larry. I'm, I'm not. I'm honestly. Not upset about it at all. Uh, Houston's been getting burned left and right. And if he gets enough targets, I think he could have a big day. But I I see what you mean. In in a standard league, you know, it's going to be tough for him to score a touchdown. So it's going to be tough for him to break six or seven points. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I don't see him getting that 113 again. Yeah, exactly.
0: Unfortunately, because that was fun. Uh, Let's move to tight ends. I'm going to kind of... You know, back up my pick of LaShawn McCoy. I'm also shutting down Charles Clay. Okay. Uh Nathan Peterman threw his only touchdown to Nico O'Leary when he was in garbage time with the Saints. The two of them have been kind of working with the second team all year. You can kind of see that they have a chemistry. Reps. And don't forget that Charles Clay is still coming off of an injury. And don't forget the Saints defense. Oh wait, they're not playing the Saints this week, are they? Nope. They got but the they Chargers. Did last week. Oh, the Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers have been very good against tight ends this About week. About just as good as the Saints. Exactly. So I'm not trusting Charles Clay yet. There are greener pastures forthcoming, Definitely. but not this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's a It's one of those tight end is such a position this year that it's more matchup based than player based, which is oh, yeah. very different. I think that you know, you know, obviously you have your studs, but this is one of those ones where it's 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 a bad matchup for him. So I agree, yep. shut him down, Daffer. Alrighty, Scott, then who's yours? I'm going to shut down Delaney Walker. Um, I'm going to start this off by saying I don't think Ryan Shazier gets enough credit for what he does for the Steelers defense. Uh, he's a middle linebacker that covers running backs, covers tight ends, makes tackles, makes plays all over the field. I think that that sets up for him to have a big day. And, you know, the, the Titans are starting to lean more on their wide receivers and starting to you're starting to see Delaney Walker fade a little bit, which. When you see they're playing the Steelers, you, you might think, oh, wow, that's going to be tough for them because their corners have been so good. Not so fast. Joe Hayden, see you later. They're bringing in another corner who's a pretty big drop-off. And honestly, our boy Artie Burns hasn't been at that high level that he has been playing that he was playing at earlier in the year. I expect it to be through the receivers, through Matthews and through Davis, and not a lot of Delaney Walker this Yeah, week. two long touchdowns led up by that Steelers secondary against the Colts of all teams. Yeah. You know, Brissett I think, had, what, two 60-yard touchdowns? Yep. Chester um, Rogers. Yeah, yeah, Dante Moncrief. And Moncrief, two guys who have done nothing so all that year. So that could easily be Rashard Matthews and Corey Davis or right. Eric Decker this week, but we don't think it's going to be Delaney Walker. Ryan Shazier is going to be a sneaky pick. He's going to get a lot of Defensive Player of the Year votes, I think. Yeah, he, he's really good. And their their whole linebacking core as a unit is very good, yeah. too. Tom, joined the party. Who's I was sure? just going to oh, say, no, they no. were
1: really upset to lose Joe Hayden. He was... Uh, he was a nice piece to that secondary. No doubt. And, yeah. Uh, he might have he it showed as soon as he yeah. exited the game they just I mean, started, they getting, started getting chunked. So a lot of people I thought really,
0: he was the missing piece for that team. Yeah, yeah. I
1: really like that pick yeah. for you. Uh
0: Tom, who's yours?
1: I'm gonna shut down Kyle Rudolph. He hasn't been above fifty yards yet this year. Ever? This year. Wow, man. And <laughs> <That's> overrated. <bad. laughs> oh, that's bad. So when you look at that, when you're past the halfway point. And right. he's not in a plus matchup. He's actually in a tough matchup versus the Rams. Mm-hmm. You can't be too excited if you're playing PPR. He's the only kind of bailout. You know, he gets receptions. That's his yeah. kind of deal. The kind only of, teams though. he's I know just kind of lately because it's more of a Sam Bradford connection than it is a Case Keenum. That's one. right. And he had a touchdown week one. He had a touchdown week five. And he had a touchdown week ten. So at this pace, he's not scoring again until week 15, people. <laughs> yeah, not happening. <laughs> and, I mean, if he hasn't been over 50 yards, I can we'll point out some in the plum picks that are going to go over 50 Think, yards. Things
0: have uh, changed for the Vikings very quickly in that passing attack. You know, they they came to the realization that Adam Thielen's an absolute stud. Yep. And so is Stefan Diggs. So, you know, obviously Rudolph's taking that back seat. I agree with you. He's going to do it again this week. Yep. And they love Jarius Wright for, you know, and whatever reason. reason. Yeah.
1: I think at the same time, McKinnon kind of hurts him too. No because doubt. He's, such a, he's had such a great year out of the backfield. And we mentioned before that those targets kind of overlap with tight end targets yeah. in a very yeah. odd way.
0: Mm-hmm. All righty. let's uh, From there, let's go to our plum picks.
1: I can feel it down in my plums.
0: For week 11, and we'll start with quarterback, as we always do. Uh, Scotty, who you got? I'm going to go with Alex Smith. Um, I think that anyone who has him in a league is probably starting him anyway. I'm, I'm banging on the table saying, Alex Smith, DFS, no doubt this week. The Giants are pathetic. They don't care. And I just think that, you know, Tyreek is very possible to catch a bomb. The Giants get absolutely owned by tight ends. They're facing one of the best tight ends in the league. I am foaming at the mouth to see Travis Kelsey against, against Giants the Giants. You know, like there's just too much around. You know, the Giants have struggled in the, in the run game recently too. Kareem Hunt, and so here comes Kareem Hunt. You know, so it's like, oh my God, Alex Smith. As long as you make it through the game yeah. and like have a pulse, you're gonna have a huge game. So Everything I think he's the Chiefs off. do well. The Giants are bad at defending. Yeah. They give up a ton of big plays. The Chiefs have one of the best big play receivers in the league. They give up a ton to tight ends. The Chiefs have maybe the best tight end this year in the league. Yep, And they give it up on the ground game, and the Chiefs have a surprising young running back. Nailed I mean, it. 2 plus 2 is 4. Alex yeah. Smith, plum pick at quarterback. I love it.
1: I know we're going to talk about this guy in a little bit, but the reason that I think Tyreek Hill will be so effective basically is the giants are so like demoralized Yeah. And what more of a demoralizing player there than Tyreek Hill. There, there is one. There is one. He is going to chunk them. Embarrassed. Throw up the deuces and they are going to you're going to be able to see the life leave their team. Oh. Yeah. If you can if even find left. some <laughs> left. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. That was <laughs> um
0: Tyreek Hill is my plum pick wide receiver. I don't even think I need to mention it when we get to receivers. So yeah. Scott, who's your quarterback? Now, or Tom, who's your quarterback?
1: My quarterback this week is Blake Bortles. Good, Good one. Yes. All right. So he's playing the Browns. You know, the so Browns. you got to give him a shot. Yes. He's got a decent tight end this year. In games that they have targeted. <laughs> did you hear this stat?
0: No, go. go okay.
1: <laughs> in games where Mercedes Lewis has a catch. They win. They're undefeated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're undefeated in every game where he has a well, catch. It, just, it was just funny to me that it was like. You were like, he has a decent enough tight end. He like, like f- confirming your thought of the whole Browns well, being I mean, horrible. <laughs> like, he'll just, throw one to Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> you,
1: I mean, basically, when you play against the Browns, you're guaranteed one passing touchdown to a tight end. Yeah. And let's get Marquise Lee one, and now we've got two, 250, and now oh, you're, no. I, you're at your 20 points. But what I... I'm really encouraged by, even though it was dumb as a box of rocks, is how they let him just unload last week. Yeah. And they're pretty good against the run. The Browns, So yeah. maybe they just were letting him practice throwing a little bit because if they anticipate he might struggle a little bit in the run game, he being Leonard Fournette or whoever, the team in general, he might have to uh, get the old arm going again. Yeah, and he yeah. got a little warm-up last I week. I love it. I think Blake Bortles, he's projected like 12 points. At I know, ESPN. it's so disrespectful. That is disrespecting in it's the highest degree. It's like 12.9 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, come on, he plays a Browns. He's getting 15. He's throwing up the 15 spot. If you need somebody and he's out there, go ahead and go with Blake Bortles.
0: I'm to the point now where I have so many leagues that I forget where I pick up people, but I'm pretty sure today I picked up Marquise Lee with the plan of starting him in the internet celeb league the pro- so i'm in on the i'm in on the bortles call i think he's gonna go t- he's for gonna me nuts
1: is with marquis lee is i find him very comparable to marvin jones jr and he didn't do anything last yeah week. true
0: yeah i have a guy i don't know if you guys want me to get into my receiver pump might pick, as well yeah. um it's a little beaten off the path and it goes along with what tom's saying uh it's dd westbrook he's coming back this week supposedly and oh my god am i excited um, you know, everyone's assuming that he's going to be limited in his first start, but Alan Hearns literally crawled off the field last week. Like Tom said, Marquise Lee is going to be locked up with McCourty all week. You know, that that's a struggling matchup. Where is D.D. Westbrook going to play? He's going to be playing in the slot. And this is a guy that I was loving throughout the whole offseason. You know, he never really, he never hasn't hasn't played a game yet, so nobody really knows his... His stock, so I, so for me, that's a point where you can take advantage because this dude is an absolute burner. They even get, you know, the Browns a list of players that have been that co- cooked them in the slot: Thielen, Tate, Fuller, T.Y. These are guys doing it with random quarterbacks, you know, different situations, but all of yeah. them going off in the slot. I think this guy's going to come back and have a monster week this week. Yeah. You got to love
1: that when you can start off on the right foot with a guy that you really like. So I hope and, I hope the best for it. And
0: one and one last thing I'll throw into that. I found interesting in some of the research I was doing was they weren't playing D.D. Westbrook for the past two weeks, but when they were implementing their game plan in practice, they were they had plays for him that they were running during their practices to get him used to playing snaps, getting get him used to getting his looks. So when he comes in, he's going to have a familiarity. It's not just like, oh, he's hurt. Okay, push him on the field and go play. No, he's been in the system for two weeks learning and, and getting ready to just go nuts. And I think he does it this week. I hope so. I'm pumped Um. for him. Let's go, (laughs) DD. (laughs) My, uh, My plum pick quarterback is Derek Carr. I think, you know, two straight games at elevation for New England. Maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't quarterbacks are still getting it done against this Patriots team. They Brock Osweiler was putting together a career night in terms of yardage before, you know, things got really out of hand. He was finding Emmanuel Sanders, he was finding Demarius Thomas. Derek Carr's got two stud receivers himself who I think are going to be giving problems to the New England defense all night long. I'm in on I'm in on Derek Carr, I'm in on Cook, I'm in on Crabtree, I'm in on Cooper. I'm not in on Beast Mode this week but i'm really interested to see this raiders pass offense take flight in mexico remember the alamo
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're a beast mode hater anyway but i get, big time i get that the game script might uh might force him out of that yeah if we want to keep jumping around i might have as well. jared cook as my plum pick tight okay. end yeah he runs a lot of meaningful routes and he had a really 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 good game before his he's bio. been rolling yeah like I mean, you might have forgotten it, but he's coming off one of his best games of the the season. Probably his career. And maybe his career, apart from that catch uh, that he bailed Aaron Rodgers and the Packers out on last year. He'll never forget that one. No doubt. But you may have forgotten his performance a couple weeks ago. Against the Dolphins. I would load him up happily this week, and I will be. Yeah,
0: right. I, I'm excited for car too. You know, I'm excited for this game. This is one of those ones, like you said, it, it might be high alt. It's going to be high altitude. The defenses aren't great, so can we please get one game where both teams score 30 this year? You know, let's let's see a shootout for yeah. once. And don't forget, uh, we talk about how some teams have trouble playing in London for the first time. The Raiders played in Mexico last year, right? So and the maybe they have some sort of familiarity.
1: Never with. played abroad, if I'm correct. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think they go to London for the first time next year. Yeah. Um, Packers, the only team left that hasn't, uh, Gone over to London, I think, something like that. Really? Yeah. So I they're trying to get everybody over at some point, but I guess it just hasn't worked out for. Well, you have Greenback to play because the they Jags won't give up a home game in Lambeau. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, a box
1: unchecked. I know we've been going crazy, so I'm just gonna just try to be an arbiter here. Is my wide receiver plumb pick? Yes. So in case we, I don't want to forget this guy. All right? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I still got to do my my plumb pick running back. Right Everybody's got to do running back. Yeah, okay. We, we just skipped running back. Yeah. Okay. Entirely. Cool. All right. We'll hit We'll hit it. All back.
1: right. Bruce Ellington. Eight targets last week in a score, eight targets the week before. He's dirt cheap in DraftKings. He's yeah. $3,000. That is nothing. Danny Amendola, who's priced reasonably, is $5,700. Yeah. When you're looking at like top receivers, it's like eight, dollars $9,000. You can get three of him yeah. for the price of one major stud. When I was building my lineup, I had Jay Cutler in just tinkering around, Right. put Bruce Ellington in. Upgraded to Tom Brady, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty good. How can good. I sell you on that? You know yeah. what I mean? Right.
1: Eight targets is nothing to scoff at. Um, the Cardinals have not been prolific this year, and you know that Patrick Peterson is going to be yeah. on DeAndre right. Hopkins. Yeah, and, and
0: uh, Tyvon Branch just blew out his ACL. That's like their top slot corner, so that's where Ellington plays. I don't yeah. he,
1: I he's ready to go for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's. A, I think that's a, a really good play. I'm like, I, I'm. Now you're getting my, my gears going toward my daily. Like, I'm going to have DD Westbrook and D- Ellington in my lineup and just have so much money to spend wherever and I want. I've and, got
1: another cheap one for you coming up in running back, so just stay tuned. Cool. And
0: particularly for daily, like, if like you want those low price receivers that kind of help you unlock, you know, a, a, unlocking Tom Brady and being able to play him because. That's quarterback to me is the position that you really can't spend a ton of money on. But if you if you can play a guy like Ellington right. and then afford Brady, that's going to be awesome because you know we really think that to that, me, that to Mexico me game's not to get too off topic, but like my strategy when I do a DraftKings lineup, I'll speak specifically toward that because in my opinion they're much more difficult to make. Um, I like to get two guys really cheap and yeah. then figure out the rest of my team. So maybe I'll buy in a quarterback. Maybe I won't. But normally I buy a couple guys really, really cheap and then pay for for two guys and kind of yeah. figure it out like that.
1: Cool. Yeah, and I mean this guy with that kind of target share, I know eight isn't like the biggest number in the world. but when you It go, is for
0: $3,000. Go
1: look through the targets that people are getting that you start every week. A lot of the time it's like six. Devin so Funches got
0: six and yeah, he had two so touchdowns. Six
1: is like the normal – six is like a fantasy starter, yeah. right? So eight is like a – is like a kind wide of wide receiver too well it's kind of like a Jarvis Landry game where he doesn't get so many targets right you yeah. know what I mean it's like a decent Jarvis Landry game yeah, yeah. for so sure w- for three thousand dollars if he just makes good on his targets he can bail you out in receptions alone yeah
0: right. um let's go to running backs now before we forget about them as so many NFL teams often do uh Tom we'll go with you since you've got another streamable option
1: yeah Rex Burkhead if you want to keep talking cheap numbers he's thirty six hundred dollars in draftkings He's the same price as Mike Gillisley, who was a healthy scratch last week. So if that trend continues, he's the same price as someone who is literally not even going to play. He is dirt cheap. He has reception capability, of course. And with Mike Gillisley inactive, you could easily see him down at the goal line, and he could way outproduce his cost. No doubt. First of all, I think going forward, he's a rosterable option in redraft leagues and Mm -hmm. all of that good stuff. So – I think he's even a startable option in redraft leagues this week, and I'm excited about Rex Burkhead, but you obviously have to pay attention closely. You don't want to sell off all your assets. You know, you don't want to get thin at running back over Rex Burkhead because the Patriots do a little bit of trading places.
0: I'm in a league where I have Bilal Powell and Carlos Hyde on by this week, and I am picking up and starting Rex Burkhead because of your recommendation, Tom. So let's roll. Yeah.
1: Let's ride, Rex. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think he'll have a good week, too. And like you said, he just has that duality capability, which the Patriots love. So he's going to be involved, too. Scotty, let's go to yours. Uh, I'm plump picking Doug Martin. Uh, He's been absolutely god-awful over the past couple (laughs) weeks. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Strictly plump pick. But I think Martin's just going to get a ton of carries and... Miami's run defense is just horrible right now. They've let up four touchdowns to running backs over the last two weeks, and if you go back a week before that, they got ran all over by Alex Collins, who you know is you know has been a nothing other than that game. I think Doug Martin yeah, is going to see. Everyone. It tricked everyone because of how good he played. But really, it's what it's turning out to be was that was just Miami being horrible against the run. I think du- I think Martin is going to see that that close to twenty touches again. And if you get twenty touches against Miami on the ground, you're going to have a big day, and I expect him to.
1: And you know he owns the goal line.
0: Right. He, yeah. He owns pretty much everything as long as they're not getting blown out.
1: Right. Which <laughs> is unlikely. <laughs> this yeah.
0: Week. Yeah. Exactly. Strictly DFS for mine here. I'm going with Melvin Gordon. Obviously, season-long people are going to roll him out. Um, You can definitely be nervous about him based on what they did with Austin Eckler last week. But let's run this back a week, right? Buffalo got ran all over by New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Right? Six rushing touchdowns. They've let up the most rushing touchdowns. In the league. I mean, that week is such an outlier. but I know. Yeah. It's
1: going to swing that. We Two running backs. Yeah.
0: So, like, I'm specifically talking about, like, not even take, taking the Breeze one out of account. Like, and even that one against Edmonds where that game was really out of hand. Right, like right. They've still let up the most running back touchdowns. And they did before last week, too. Right. So, they've extended their lead. Melvin Gordon, I think the Chargers learned that they need to keep him involved if they're gonna keep him if they're gonna stay in these games. And, you know, the Chargers still have that outside chance of making a run. You know, maybe Kansas City and Oakland stay cold and Kansas City can really rush and kind of possibly get back into this race for the wild card or even their division so they know they got to ride melvin gordon austin eckler he's great he's a great gadget out of the backfield in the past game he cannot get it done between the tackles as we saw with the game what should have been a game ending fumble ended up not being and the chargers still end up losing but anyway i think this is a big melvin gordon week and even if it's just Melvin Gordon putting the game away at the end of the game, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity. And because he's playing against the Bills' defense, who are suddenly terrible against the run, I think he turns it into a big day for himself. So so one of the things that um, you didn't mention, so I'll add it in to further prove your point, is the Bills' run defense has been god-awful since they traded Marcel Darius. Horrible, getting burned. Even Forte burned them, you know. And then, and then you see what happened last week. It was like you know, I felt like I was back at one of my high school football games with how many carries were being had and four hundred ninety-five rushing runs. runs in the last two. weeks. Unbelievable. I read a stat that the that the Saints ran the ball on twenty-four straight plays at one point. And it, you know, if you're able to do that with Kamara and and Ingram, you got to assume that you'll probably be able to do that with Melvin Gordon. Another thing that could potentially work a little in Melvin Gordon's favor. For touches is um Phil is still in concussion protocol. Oh, So, you know, it could end up being this, you know, we need to give the ball to Melvin Gordon thirty times. Who the hell is the Chargers back? Clemens, Kellen Clemens. Oh god. Yeah.
1: It, well Mr. Handoff. <laughs> I mean, it would be a battle of backups at that point, right? Because the Bills are Tyrod. Yeah. So for the same reasons that you like a fantasy defense or just a defensive matchup is the same reason that it would benefit the bruiser running back kind of guy. Right. right? So if you think that the bills are going to make a couple turnovers, which I think the smart money's on that's just more, uh, ammo for Melvin Gordon. And I, yep. I like it.
0: Yep. Tight ends. Let's go for you, Scott. I'm a uh, plum picking Tom's boy, Tyler Croft. Um, the Broncos, they can't cover tight ends. And, uh, he sees a good enough target share. I I like the whole quick pass aspect because of how good, you know, Denver is able to pressure and, uh, you know, I just think it's going to be a close game. It's probably going to be kind of ugly, but I could still see Croft getting getting you that 6 for 60 and a touchdown.
1: I mean, if you didn't pick him, I was going to. Yeah. i love to pick this guy. I think he's pretty cool. I wonder what will come of him next year. Probably, you know. We'll see, man. We'll it see all depends Eifert. on Eifert. I know. You know. It's interesting. But that position in that offense clearly has value no, no doubt. matter who's in it. And Tyler Croft is a talented guy. You've got him here versus the, the Broncos who actually give up the 31st uh as in like a beneficial way right um most fantasy points so they're actually giving up more points than the browns in total yeah which is funny yeah because the browns are such a soft target but we can add denver to that list comfortably mm-hmm. and um i guess they're just not letting up so many scores but they're letting up a lot of extra yards which we've seen tyler croft do as well right and then next week who does he get the browns so Like I said, he's a rosterable option. He had some good matchups upcoming. So if you've done that, you're going to get two good ones here with our boy.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's really going to be a snowball effect for Tyler Croft. My plum pick tight end is going to be Vernon Davis. This is strictly plums. Washington plays the Saints this week who have been really tough against tight ends. Sure But I'm just thinking... Vernon Davis, he's had such a high floor all year with Jordan Reed out. He's got Cousins' trust, and I think he's going to pull a Captain Kirk this week, and he's just going to get it done.
1: (laughs) I don't doubt it, honestly, at all, because I clearly don't trust the wide receivers for the Redskins in this matchup. Because I don't, e- it's kind of like the Xavier Rhodes thing. Who is going to get Lattimore, <laughs> Crowder, Dawson, I don't know. Right. Right. But, but not Prior
0: because he won't be on the but field.
1: But I'll give them him the credit as well that I I'm not interested in playing either of them because right. of that threat. And who does Kirk Cousins like to throw to besides his tight end, his running back? Right. So I think it's going to be a, a Chris Thompson game, a Vernon Davis game, yeah. despite how the New Orleans Saints have performed against the tight end, which is well. I think he's one of those guys that's talented enough. Vernon Davis, household name. He can obviously break a matchup or two, and this is one of them.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, got to monitor Reed, I think. But you know, I think even if Reed plays, like Tom said, the the corners for New Orleans have been so good that you might be able to play Vernon Davis even if Jordan Reed suits up and plays. But if he doesn't play, I agree with you, Don. He's just you know he's getting that target share and he's too productive. Yeah. All right, let's go to the slate now. Uh, we've got Steelers Titans tonight. Interesting game. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. We talked about how Pittsburgh still hasn't broken thirty this year. Tennessee has has I think maybe a couple of times, but yeah, but they, not recently. They like and, to play in the twenties. It feels like right. When you they like to play, play
1: in the at, below the team versus the Browns. Yeah. so you never know what you're going to get. I, there's not even a word for how low that is. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, the ones, the single digits. Yeah, single the single digits. digits. There you go. There
0: you go. Yeah, they barely broke it when it took overtime for them to break it, I guess. Yeah, with
1: uh, suck-up completely.
0: Yeah, but, you know, like I was saying before, the the corner real by...
1: ass-kissing performance.
0: <laughs> by the suck-up? I up? got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the suck. <laughs> uh, Jags Browns. Yeah, Jags Browns. <laughs> um, you know, we covered this, basically. I think it's a big Bortles day more than I think it's a big Fournette day, but if... Bortles gets going and they put up a ton of points. Fournette could really grind that Browns offense down or defense Defense. down. Probably offense too. Well,
1: I mean, (laughs) Fournette hasn't been um – terrible out of the backfield catching the ball right he's now. done that well chris ivory has actually weirdly taken on that role as well so he yep. might have a a sneaky relevant day um, for
0: for mop up in the fourth and yeah, catching just a few like, passes in the you know, middle there if, the, if, Suspension they're not, if they're not
1: moving the ball as well as they would hope right um, leonard fournette seems to be an awesome talent so i'm not worried about it like yeah. i know we're saying we're giving the browns a little bit of credit here but the credits do that they've been good against the position but i would not be scared to start leonard fournette um I think we've covered this game yeah. pretty much. I think on the Brown side of the ball, I would be a little bit more excited about Duke Johnson Jr. than I would be about like David Njoku. I think you could go or with Crowell. some of our plum picks to uh, field the tight end position rather than Njoku.
0: Yeah. Bucks-Dolphins, we finally get this game after waiting 10 weeks for it.
1: That's very funny, actually. Yeah, yeah
0: but uh, too bad we realize now that it's not going to be exciting at all. Um, no, I have a question for you guys. Uh, I picked up Fitz and streamed him last week. And then I picked up Cutler. So who do I play? Um,
1: The only Fitzpatrick
0: has less quit in him than the Dolphins' defense does. So I I'm kind of leaning. I mean, the Dolphins looked putrid, but very bad. Like I think they had the Panthers had five straight possessions that ended in a touchdown in the second half. Hashtag stats against the Dolphins' defense. They had no interest in tackling anyone. No. No interest in stopping anyone. So if that carries over even a little bit, it's Fitz. However, the Bucks' defense, even when they try, are very bad. Yeah. So like, it's basically a coin flip at this point. I think I would trust either one. And you've got Fitzpatrick getting Evans back. Yes.
1: I like Cutler in this one a little bit more, only because he has this full arsenal of weapons, mm-hmm. and now he's got the two running backs that they can use, and they're right. kind of like – the, the feelings are kind of good about the backfield there right now. Yeah. People have a little bit of warm and fuzzy after their two big plays, back-to-back weeks, different running back each time. Yep. So, you know, they're feeling good. You feel good. You look good. You play good. If Jay Cutler goes out there and flashes that award-winning smile, you never know what could happen. <laughs> I would love to see Cameron Brait bounce back this week. This would be a huge litmus test Miami, for
0: very soft target.
1: About going forward with uh, Cameron Brait.
0: Yeah, I might legitimately flip a coin. <laughs> might as well, right? I mean, it's With hard. This season. To,
1: it's really hard to um, project accurately the difference between guys who are so low in the overall ranking system. Yeah. And what you're looking for probably is a big play yeah. from somebody else. Yeah. So maybe Fitzpatrick can get one to uh, Deshaun Jackson, See, but maybe <laughs> Cutler can get one to Kenny Stills, yeah, you know, Devontae Parker. I just think that they have – they each have decent red zone weapons, so each of them have a chance. Yeah. Like it's not like either one is the stupidest idea I've ever heard.
0: Right, right. Um, Ravens Packers. I think this one could be really ugly, like really low scoring, which means good week for Justin Tucker and Mason Crosby, I guess.
1: Actually probably. I hate to yeah. project kickers, but it actually seems like that makes a lot of sense. I really hate Joe Flacco, always have. Yeah. Um I don't think he's gonna blow the doors off, even though this could be a sneaky game to play him, I guess. Like if you're a Tyrod guy and you only had Tyrod and you had to play Joe Flacco, I wouldn't hate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but, I
1: mean, he's got no weapons right now. It's really tough to get excited about yeah, Joe Yeah, and even
0: um, Woodhead is still pretty uncertain. So it doesn't seem like he's going to come back this week. No. Um, so he, he even loses that as a potential target. I agree with you, Don. I think this game is going to be ugly. I like the running backs. You know, I think, I think Jamal Williams is going to have a good game. And I think there's even some potential for Alex Collins to come in and play pretty well.
1: I do really like Jamal Williams in this game. Uh, the Ravens were pretty bad against the run at a time. They've been pretty good against the run at a time. So it depends what we see this day, you know, yeah. and if Hundley can actually get the passing attack going. What's did we that? really
0: almost go this entire preview without mentioning Danny Woodhead?
1: <laughs> we did mention him. We got there.
0: Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, wait a
1: minute. Guys, he's, he's back. out a little bit? Yeah, he's uh, going to go nuts.
0: <laughs> well, we'll right? see. Yeah, we'll see. He might not even play he this He might week.
1: not be active.
0: Oh, uh, what? What? Wait, Lane. dude, were you not just listening to what we just said? <laughs> I might have zoned out there a little bit. We literally just said that. Oh, okay.
1: It's all good. Well, good. <laughs> hey. Good. I've had to think about other stuff while you guys talk before. You know.
0: Um, Lions, Bears. This this one ugly but higher scoring than Ravens Packers, I think, is what I would hope. Um, you know, I think it might take both of these offenses a little while to get going. Um, but hopefully, uh we can still get some value out of our Lions receivers like Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, for those of us who still have faith, despite the showing he put together against the I think it could potentially be like last week where it looks like the Lions are almost in doubt for a little while, and then Stafford kind of has to go win it for him like he often does for them. So it makes me think that their receivers will probably turn in decent days. And, and, you know, I I like Howard for the Bears, but, you know, the Bears are they're crap other than that. Yeah. All right. Uh, rams vikings Game of the week looking like it. I mean, <laughs> I have in my notes this is, game of the week question. I mark. mean, That's like, funny. this is two seven and two teams playing each other. They're both, div- they're both leading their division, both surprising leaders of their division. I think this is going to be a great game. Um, I get the shutdown premise that you guys put together for Watkins and Woods, but I really think this game might end up in the high 20s or 30s. Yeah, I don't know if it'll get that high. I do think that these these defenses are actually pretty good teams, too. These are well-rounded football teams, both of them. So that typically doesn't lead to necessarily a shootout, but um, I am really excited for the game.
1: This is a battle of uh, the horns.
0: Yeah, wow, you're right. Vikings and Rams, a couple horny (laughs) teams. Battle of the Helmet Horns. That was better. That was better. Um, Yeah, I can pretty much see any player getting started in this game, any receiver, any quarterback, and feeling okay with it. If you're looking for a cheap uh, DFS running back, I think I like Latavius Murray this week. Uh, He's seen at least 15 carries the past four weeks, and the Rams have been run on. So if you're looking for a cheaper guy, I think he's a good pick. The Rams
1: have been run on. I'm actually in our league of record debating because I picked up Latavius Murray. I'm not sure if you guys saw. No. So mm-hmm. I've got a few running backs that are just sketchy. So I can do Latavius Murray. I could, uh Kenyon Drake. Darkwell right? Uh, and I, I got
0: guys in that mix in a, in a league like that too, And man. I got to play one of them. So, yeah. Uh... I don't, I don't see Murray being the worst option there. I think Drake is oh, maybe the option. But odd I man also out.
1: got Jamal Williams, so I, I am going to. I would go Jamal him, Williams. Yeah, you he, got. I have right him in. slotted yeah. in right now. Right. I yeah. was shocked that I got uh, Jamal Williams and Latavius Murray.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, Cardinals, Texans. The Texans have been free falling since Deshaun Watson went out. Go figure. Uh, but what do you need to kind of get your team back on the right track? A game against a backup quarterback, and it's even sweeter. This is the backup's backup. Right. We've got Blaine Gabbert starting for the Cardinals. I think this is an ugly one too. Uh, yeah, this I, this slate's not looking very good right now. If you couldn't tell, I know, off to a bit of a cold start. Um, I think that you got to trust volume in this game. So you got to trust the twenty carries that are going to AP. You got to trust the the ten plus targets that will probably go to Larry Fitz. And then on the, on the flip side, Lamar Miller is going to get his his volume. Uh, Hopkins is going to get his volume, and Tom's boy Ellington clearly seems like he's going to get his volume too. So I would trust volume and assume that you know maybe there will be some big plays in this game but it's very hard to make heads or tails
1: of I got a question so we discounted Adrian Peterson and properly last week cuz he was going on a short week but now we've given him a long week essentially so do we think he's robust again is this a
0: Texans have still been pretty good against the run so I'm a little apprehensive but I mean the pieces are there it's just a matter of if AP puts them together and gives us another good performance but why not yeah, no, I, I mean, think he could. I think he could have a big game. I don't think he's gonna like bomb your squad out though, yeah. and get like a two like he did last week. So you can still start him, and, and he'll get you like at least seventy yards. And let's be honest, you're starting Adrian Peterson on name alone at this point. Meh. So you might as well, you know, if you're gonna, if you think he's gonna be great, roll him out. If yeah. not, you know, we warned you, or I warned you. I'm an AP hater this year, too, I guess. Yeah, all the good old running backs you don't like. No, ages. I don't like that word, old. It's dirty. Forte? Um, old. Okay. <laughs> Chiefs-Giants, do the Chiefs score 40 or do they score 50 against the Giants this week? That's a good question. Though. Either way, I'm starting everybody. I got them the Chiefs. I'm thinking the Giants might score zero. So, I really like the Chiefs because I don't know if you guys saw, but Justin Pugh isn't playing. So, like, top left tackle on the Giants already out. Everything's fine in New York. Yeah. So, everything's fine. So, it's going to just be like Justin Houston whipping around the corner and and crushing Eli's blindside probably the entire game, which is going to lead to a lot of punts, a lot of points. Um, you know, we were talking about Darkwa. I, I kind of like Darkwa still because I kind of like yeah.
1: Shepherd too in the same way.
0: Shepherd and Ingram. Can't, these are gotta volume. love Shepherd after the game he put together against. So these them. bad teams have these guys where, like, they get to the point in the season where they're like, "Holy crap, we are so bad that we need to just lean on on like what we have." And that's Shepherd. That's Ingram. And that's Darkwa. So yep. like. Their volume is kind of cemented in, and that's why I I like
1: them. This is the kind of team and the kind of players that when you use them in fantasy and beat someone with them, they get really upset. Yeah, Like, you're beating me with this this joke of a squad but yeah. <laughs> these guys are going to put up the same amount of points or if not more than you know highly drafted guys because of just the volume that they're going to get right and the kansas city defense we've said it a million times is like a bend don't break mm-hmm. so even if the giants score zero points sterling Shepard could easily go over 100 yeah i think it's not a safe week for eli manning whatsoever no no, um, no. it I, never is I don't a think lot of analysts
0: are like in on him this week and i'm like uh, uh well the reason
1: that i'm especially scared is i you know we're obviously not calling for a huge huge amount of points by them. But the reason that I'm especially scared is the talk of just getting someone else in the game, getting someone some reps. And you know if that happens, your fantasy performance is tanked, especially Done. from the quarterback position. Yep. So if Eli Manning gets pulled at any chance or at any point, which I think there's a big chance could happen this week. It
0: could be 21-0. That's and a half, detrimental. Like that. yep. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, Washington, New Orleans. I think this might be a game that the Saints have to throw the ball a little bit more. Washington's been sneaky good against the run. Um, except for the Ezekiel Elliott touchdown, but they were pretty good last week against Minnesota, uh, who have two running backs just like the Saints right. do. Granted, they're not playing as well as Ingram and Kamara, but you know Washington can put up some points. What do we know about Kirk Cousins? Gets done, he gets it done. <laughs> so I believe in Kirk this week. It's in the Superdome. You know we could see some some footballs flying around in the air this week. Um, you know I I give Washington a puncher's chance, but not much more than that.
1: I think this will probably be the best game. Yeah, yeah, it could in my be. Opinion. For and sure, I, I really hope it's a it's a forcing function to make Drew Brees kind of air the ball out again. Hopefully, like if they can stay in the game and create a shootout like he did last week with the Vikings, right. then Drew Brees is going to have to throw the ball, and I think that'd make a lot of fantasy owners happy. A lot of Saints fans um, perk up a little bit again, Especially, even though they're yeah. happy they're winning so many in Nothing a row. Nothing to
0: complain about right uh, now.
1: Yeah, but you know they want that they want that New Orleans Saints football to come back. I'm yeah. sure in one in in a smidge. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: How do we feel about Piran this week? You know, I mean, he's gonna get the he's gonna get the goal line touches because they hate Chris Thompson. Well, um, standard
1: league, uh, higher value, of course. Really? He can obviously turn in a Rob Kelly type performance. Uh, he's just a strong guy. We've mentioned it before. He was the, he had the most bench presses of two twenty five in the entire draft this year. Yeah. Um, and then on DraftKings, his price is thirty eight hundred dollars. He did actually have a receiving touchdown versus the 49ers. Yeah. Yep. So he's not inept.
0: In and he that had a twenty five yard catch last week.
1: Yeah. So I mean. He can put one in, and we'll see what goes on. I think for thirty eight hundred dollars, you can do worse. Gamble. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Bills Chargers. Uh, I like Melvin. I think I like the whole Chargers offense. The Bills defense is not scary anymore to anyone. Um, just ask the Jets, and then you can definitely go ask the Saints about this. Started um,
1: with the the Bucks even. Yeah,
0: and don't forget Anthony Lynn revenge game (laughs) (laughs) nice one a lot of people thought he should have been the head coach of the bills coming into this year they decide not to go with him that anthony lynn ends up with los angeles los angeles at home quote unquote uh there probably are a lot of bills fans in la uh who are going to make it out there bills mafia represent but uh you know peterman i'm not sure Um, I'm really nervous about Shady this week, so I'm hoping he quells my nerves on Sunday. As you guys know, when I look at my DraftKings lineups, I always get tempted by those cheap quarterbacks. So I'm a little tempted by Peterman. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little tempted by (laughs) Peterman.
1: I looked up his price in DraftKings. Yeah, it's not um, as cheap as you'd like. Oh, really? Yeah, like there's some guys who are starting that are like one or two hundred dollars more than him. So he's not one of those guys that are like. Dangerously. Who Kaiser?
0: Low. Like, yeah. So it's um, it's not worth it.
1: You know, I don't I don't think I even. Osweiler. I have no probably. Idea where Kaiser was.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was neither, thinking. Of the, neither does he.
1: Well, he actually turned in the top five fantasy performance last. That's week, right. So he did. He can make you go Weird. eat your words. He rushes the ball, so you yeah. can do worse than him. Yeah. Um, especially in a good matchup. But they don't have one this week, so do not play him.
0: And there we go talking about the Browns again. I'm just Aren't saying you, you
1: don't. This is not the week to gamble yeah. on Kaiser versus the Jags. D.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's go to the no. uh, unfortunately one of these teams has to win game of the week. Uh, Bengals going two mile high to take on Denver. Um, it's one of those wow. games where you gotta like. You Who know, cares? You, you trust your studs, I think, yeah. in this game. You know, you, you kind of trust AJ Green to. Hopefully go out there and figure it out and not lose his cool against Akeem Tlaib, who can seem like he can get between people's ears too. So got to watch out for that. You know, Jalen Ramsey gave A.J. Green fits with that. Um, you know, I, I like the, I like both uh, Denver receivers, even in a tough matchup, yeah. just because they're both studs. Like I said, you know, trust the studs, and Croft is included as a stud, yeah. so trust him too. Akeem Tlaib, an ultimate defroster, just a guy who makes you lose your cool. Right. <laughs> Melt, really.
1: I'm trying to put a defroster is I guess you lose when you your cool. take the frost yeah. off of your car <laughs> yeah all right checks yep. out checks out Good.
0: If it took you that long it wasn't as funny as it was in my head though so unfortunately and he who laughs
1: last uh, laughs hardest.
0: Yeah. and we and just <laughs> worth mentioning again Joe Mixon, we're not trusting him this week for sure against that tough Denver run defense. Pats Raiders, we covered this a lot, and this is a pretty straightforward game. This is a start, start them all Yeah, it's a yeah. start
1: them all uh, What we didn't mention was that the Oakland Raiders defense is not intimidating. Not that any defense is intimidating to Tom Brady right. and, Tom. And, and the gang, but the Oakland Raiders but defense. soft ones is, are even yeah, more Yeah, I mean, this could be a fantasy points bonanza kind of thing. If you're looking at uh, building your lineups and stacking somewhere, I yeah. think this is a game to stack. The, the lineup that I was hinting at before, I'm doing Tom Brady, Rex Burkhead. Right. And then I've got Bruce Ellington in there, too. So I've got studs aplenty. Yeah. Right. And I've got the cheap options floating me along.
0: I think this could be a huge Gronk week, too, because Denver or um, Oakland had some real issues with Julius Thomas before the buy. Yeah. So and I think had, this is a good one for them. Yeah.
1: So, like, before it was the Browns and the Giants, it was the. Raiders and the Lions right so old habits die hard we've seen the Lions actually have some bad games against the tight end and we can easily see the Raiders go back to that especially with the yeah. tight end Evan like
0: Ingram's first career touchdown was against the Lions this year one one thing I'm uh, interested to see and I kind of like him for daily even though his price tag is probably going to be pretty high as Amari Cooper I, I like his slot involvement especially with how poorly The corners and defensive backs other than Stephon Gilmore have covered this year, and he's an outside corner. Crabtree's an outside receiver. It just seems like that's going to be that matchup. So I I really like Cooper moving around the formation and finding his openings this week. Yeah, I like
1: Carr too. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's go to Eagles Cowboys I think this is another game where the Eagles really assert themselves as Super Bowl contenders unfortunately they get very lucky and they get Dallas in a really tough week the second week of the Zeke suspension the second week of Tyron Smith's injury right. coming off of a, Sean Lee out just Sean say, Lee's gonna be out you'll so
1: see what happened I mean last week I tried to shut down Austin Hooper he scores and goes nuts because Sean Lee gets hurt and right it's like, what are they going to do with Zach Ertz if they can't stop Austin Hooper? Yeah. I mean, Zach Ertz is primed this week, yeah. and I'm uh, I'm facing him in one. And they actually and I'm, uh, feature I'm him, too. Afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. There's no sure. doubt about it. He could put up a weak winner. Um, How's
0: his health, by the way? Is, is he, like, good I think to he, go?
1: I, I'm not 100% sure, but I mean, coming off the bye and all that. You got to assume. Gotta I think assume part
0: of the reason they held him out of that Denver game was because the they knew bye. they had the bye coming right. up. Exactly. Okay.
1: Another sneaky play from that offense that I liked that if. Bruce Ellington wasn't so cheap and so lined up perfectly. Might have been my plum pick this week. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. I think he can really do some damage oh, to them. Did you um, guys
0: see anything that came out from the Eagles reporters today? Ronald Darby came said he was in at 5 a.m., this morning to get rehab work on his ankle, and Nelson Aguilar was already in the practice facility working up a sweat. Hell yeah! For his pre uh, for his pre practice workout,
1: honorary plumpick. Gotta love, love that. Gotta, gotta love mention. that. All right, yeah. I was already thinking about starting him over Golden Tate in a standard league um because you know I don't like that Chicago matchup I right. do really like this matchup and Nelson Aguilar is the kind of guy who gets it done on few targets yeah but he scored a lot and it's kind of been a little bit of a drought right now but this matchup is right the yep. only thing that I think could work against him is Zach Ertz going too crazy yep. so I actually need <laughs> Nelson Aguilar to step up to yeah. stop Zach Ertz from crushing my hopes I
0: a back sorry, a back end uh DFS guy. I kinda like a Jai. Still. I was I keep up. going back to the well with him, but uh you know, it's another pretty good matchup and and like we said, he, he had the whole yeah. couple weeks off the buy. Um Indications are that he's gonna be more involved. Price should be low, you know, so it's it's a kind of yeah. guy I like this week.
1: The Garrett Blunt stay away, I would say. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Monday night, Falcons, Seahawks, this would have been so much better if Atlanta was better. This year, well, wow. I think that, Seattle
1: was healthy. Yeah, True. I think that
0: Sherman being out really throws a, a big, you know, mystique over this game where it becomes more unexpected for me. If, if Sherman play was playing and we knew Cam Chancellor was a hundred percent, you know, he was dinged up all last game, and Earl Thomas' status is still up in the air. So, you know, there's all these parts of, of LOB that you know if they're not in, it, it changes the complexion of this team entirely. Makes me kind of like Julio this week.
1: Yeah, it makes me kind of like too, which has been setting us up for uh, disappointment all year. I think it could be a game and I'm not saying to start this guy unless you're really in a spot, maybe like a 16 team league or something. <laughs> but Taylor Gabriel, with with all those pieces missing and you know incongruity with the with the defensive backfield. He's the guy who can mix you up. Yeah. You know He can get behind people. You won't even see him. He's so small, so quick. Um, I think he could steal the show a little bit. Yeah. But you know, obviously I wish they were healthy. And I think for the Seahawks, it's it's a little bit more trouble than they have bargained for. Because I've been mentioning this a couple weeks in a row now. But the Falcons corners are playing really well again. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, another thing that I always mention, Doug Baldwin, kind of a matchup breaker. I like him more. This week, because you know, those corners are really good. They're going to have to pepper Doug Baldwin. Yep,
0: Yep, no doubt. Should be an interesting one. Hopefully, some of these games surprise us, and we get a little bit more of an entertaining slate than it seemed when we were running these down. Uh, we hope everybody is uh, primed for playoff positioning uh, this week. If you need help with start sits, hit us up at Rutzff. You can hit Tom up at Hillierff. Scott is at Wagsff. I am at Y. So it's a fun. Serious. Sorry, it's a fun time of year. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's like crazy. It's gonna be like the playoffs, and some of my leagues are like so tight. I was looking at it how it could break down in one of my leagues that. If three people win, there will be one person in first place, no matter what, and then six teams will be six and five. Wow. So it's just like such a fun time of year. Just sit back and, and let the mayhem kind you of You talk to so. me
1: about one league, my mood will be completely different as yep. if you talk to me about another yep. one right now. No question, yeah.
0: So uh, best of luck to you in however many leagues you're in. Hit us up on Twitter at RutzFF. If you need help, we will see you on Tuesday to recap Week 11. And until we see you next time, keep scoring.